Hello, we're back. We're welcome to Rescribe. We're reading The Witch. Yeah, okay. Peace, Nemo. Get the fuck out. We are reading The Witch today. A great A24 film from 2015, I believe. I'm sitting in my bed fully dressed for no reason. That's valid. Um, great A24 films and they're currently doing a Halloween marathon, horror movie marathon, in theaters. So I saw The Witch on Wednesday. It's a great film. I love it. First time seeing it in theaters. I didn't get to see it in theaters originally. Okay. I really want to read the script. It's a phenomenal script. So if you don't know what The Witch is... Anya Taylor-Joy's first big uh, feature film. Well, not big... First real feature film, you know. Oh, what a debut for her. It was a great one. Robert Eggers, who have who has done a lot of great films. Such as The Lighthouse. The Northman and Nosferatu's coming out pretty soon. There's a lot of cast and change. I forgot who exactly is in it. Did Nicholas Holt? No, I don't think so. But it's a lot. Of, it's a very good cast. I need to tell her Joy was supposed to be in it. But I think she had to drop out because of Furiosa. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of great ones, and I want to read this script for you here today. Um, anything to bullshit you guys with? No, I do not think so. So let's uh, break down the new format. So we're going to read the beginning and ending and a few scenes in between that I feel like we should read. So let's get into The Witch. From 2013, this I believe is the draft. Shout out Robert, Robert Eggers. Copyright, copyright by him. All credit to him, of course. I I don't want to step on any toes and do all that. But yes, he's he's an amazing writer, amazing director as well. I love his films, and hope we can see more of them. See how we start off. See, this is uh interesting. This you don't really see this in a lot of scripts. This is given a brief character description. William Catherine Thomason, Caleb Jonas Mercy Samuel. The Witch. Fa Fowler, Black Philip, Bert, Nanny Goats, the Minister, Governor, Deputy Governor. Congregation. So this is just all the people in the film. It's not a big cast at all. The reader, this is the tale of witchcraft, told as simple family of 17th century New England might have believed to be. All of their folkloric and religious beliefs in this film are true. It was inspired by various folk tales, fairy tales, and recorded accounts. I believe it did say that at the end of the film too, they tried to use actual dialogue from um, 
times around then from uh, journals, diaries, court records. Uh, one second, one second, one second. Where is this? Ah, there it is. I just want to take this off. I don't want to play this right now. Alright. Historical witches and possessions from New England and Western Europe before the Salem outbreak in 1692. So, much of the dialogue, in fact, comes directly from those sources. Yes, yes, it's a very good one, very good one. In order to effectively depict this world in which ordinary people understood supernatural occurrences to be expected part of life, it's essential that all aspects of the film be carried with utter naturalism. The characters must appear as real farmers, not actors with dirty faces. Even the supernatural elements must be photographed as realistically as possible. Yet, with all this authenticity and realism, still a folktale, a dream, a nightmare from the past. Oh, very, very, very good. Black. Here we go, the witch. Close on, Thomason. Listen attentively. A sweet farm girl's face is utterly still, afraid, tense, confused. A lone, deliberate voice echoes through the wooden church. What went, what went we out into, the, into this wilderness to find? I'm going to fuck up a lot because this is how they spoke in this. Along with the English accents. The... Dialect and what's the word? What, what, what word am I looking for? Speech patterns. Speech patterns are very different than anything I usually read or even use. So I'm going to be stumbling a bit. Forgive me. Leave it our country, kindred, our father's houses. We have travailed a vast ocean. For what? For what? We must ask thee to be silent. So, son, Caleb, Thompson's brother. He doesn't blink, just listens. Fear in his belly. In the belly welly. Was it not for the pure, faithful disputation of gospels in the kingdom of God? No more. We are your judges and not you ours. I cannot be judged by false contented Christians under an unseparated church an English king's church okay yeah, this is a lot of uh, insertion action dialogue not really action dialogue but dialogue I mean paragraphs not dialogue William back to the camera blah 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 I'm not reading all that that is not important. Must you continue to dishonor the laws of the commonwealth with church of your prideful conceit? My conscience sees it fit. Then shall you be banished out of this plantation's liberties. We'll be glad on it. Then take your leave. Trouble us no further. How sadly hath the Lord testified against you. Catherine turns to walk up the meeting house. 
Thompson stays still, shocked. Come along now. Come along. Thompson doesn't move. She doesn't want to leave. Her brother grabs her in a commotion. Thompson, come. The view of the pitiful, snow-covered, medieval-looking village disappears as two militia men slowly close the plantation's tall palisade doors. A few... I won't be able to say that word. Traders with painted faces and a rough-looking white man stand nearby with their goods. Catherine sits in a cart with the children. She sings. I will confess, Jehovah, with all hearts and secret and assembly the just. Thomason joins her him. By the way, Catherine's pregnant at this point. So she's just about to have the baby. Great are the works of our Lord. Sought out all that in them do delight. Beautiful and glorious his work is. His righteousness endureth forever. All but William keep their eyes on the safe plantation walls. They head into the vast, untouched wilderness. Their song of hope slowly fading away. They travel in light March snow. Nature envelops them. They walk on and on. Back. William lies face down in the half-frozen ground. His eyes close. He sits up, the warm afternoon light hitting his hopeful, teary cheeks. He lifts his hands towards heaven. The wind blows. Catherine takes his hand. The family is in a circle. On their knees. In joyful, silent prayer. Their faces beaming. Before them is a beautiful, idiotic, natural clearing of the royal rolling hills but the clearing is surrounded by a forest a dark and ancient wood its enormous pines stand like giants above the family the presence of the wood is profound disturbing ominous but the family is wrapped in prayer the wood blues now late autumn anorexic corn stalks Scattered across muddy field. Fledging farm sits on top of a hill at the foot of the wood. Monstrous trees loom over the ramshackle cottage. The crooked clapboards are beginning to gray. And the gabbled thatch to brown. Behind the house, a few shoddy structures. And scrap, scrap wood fences. Keeping in the small amount of livestock. Frame the incomplete barn looks as if it will collapse at any moment. The tools are raw lumber, litter, littler, the yard. Thomason and her large blue eyes gaze earnestly towards heaven. Her chin rests upon dirty little fingers. He says a word with surprising acceptance. O oh, most merciful father. I here confess I lived in sin. I've been idle in my work, disobedient of my parents, negligent, neglectful of my prayer. I have, in secret, 
played upon thy Sabbath, and broken every one of thy commandments and thoughts. Follow the desires of my own will, and not the Holy Spirit. I know I deserve all shame and misery in this life, and everlasting hellfire, but I beg thee, for the sake of thy Son, forgive me, show me mercy, show me thy light. I thank thee, thou, that thou hast defended me this night, brought me safe unto this day. These and all other graces I beg at thee hands in that prayer which Christ himself hath taught me. Our Father which art in heaven, art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. That will be done even in earth, as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive our debts, as we also forgive our debt debtors. Oh my God, this is a lot. Oh my God. Uh, let's keep going, I guess. And lead us not into temptation, and and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is thy kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. The baby's laughter is heard. In Thompson's playful voice. Where is Sam? Where is Sam? He. Who? Samuel is lying on the grass. He's stunned, smiling with a huge baby eyes and a little wet mouth. He squeals with laughter. Too adorable. There you are. There you are. Samuel laughs more and more. He is clearly being tickled. Samuel's laughter subsides. He breathes heavily, almost panting. And that's out a quiet half laugh. He sounds worried. Boo! Samuel, he shrieks with laughter again. He raises his arms up and down in delight and kicks his leg. Where is Sam? Where is Sam? Where's that little man? He... Boo! He uncovers her big sparkling eyes in a peekaboo fashion. Shouts boo. Her rosy cheek face is frozen in joy. Suddenly, her eyes register. Was in front of her. Her compelling smile disappears. Her face loses all color. Sam? Oh, saw nothing. Dead grass where Samuel had been laying. All is silent except for Thompson's panicking breath. Where is he? The wind blows. The camera slowly tilts up through the tall grass and weeds towards the wood. Wild grass that leads to the edge of the wood is moving slightly, as if something had just run through it. Thompson screams, Sam? Samuel! Thompson runs into the frame and stops staring to the opening. The primeval forest seems to beckon her. Sam! The autumn mist is thick. Bony-fingered branches crack 
in the wind. A small hunched figure in a tattered red cloak hobbles quickly through the enormous mossy trees. A distorted old breath comes from under the red hood. No comment on that. <clears throat> bad, bad. Wheezing, trying to keep a trying to keep pace. From a little lower in the cloak comes the sound of a gurgling babel. One of Samuel's hands pokes out. Dusk is at its end. Darkness is almost impossible to see. Passing through the shadows, extremely old, bent hands with long, dirty talons. Briefly catch the firelight. Ugh. Overwhelmed by the dark, he senses the danger. His delicate baby fingers open and close reflexively, grasping at the air. Seen in the flickering glimpses, greasy red cloak falls to the dirt floor. Tiny feet step around the cloak. Take off square toed shoes. Jagged, fungal toenails poke out from the soiled wood stockings. The old hand grabs the baby's collar. Tear open its linen shaft. Shift. Oh, sorry. And strip it off the child. Ugh. Samuel starts to cry. The figure steps away from the table. Back to the camera, hobbling in and out of the blackness of the hovel. She takes off her bonnet and scanty gray locks all to her shoulders. Snaking across her bent spine. Ugh. She removes the rest of her filthy clothes. And for an instant, her naked body is revealed. Before she moves back into shadow. And see, you gotta say this about Robert Eggers. He's very descriptive. And this is actually haunting. Reading it. Just reading it. I can envision all of it. I do remember the film pretty well, pretty well. Saw it the other day. Ugh. Her hands reach up to the low thatched ceiling over the baby and tear out a mossy clump. Little bits of dirt and reed. Other natural scatlings fall on Samuel. Bright moonlight shines through the hole, bathing the child in its light. I think she just, no, nah, in the film, like she just puts him down. She rubs on him right before she grabs a large rusty knife, holds it up over the child's breast. She continues to hum her song. You do not see the baby. She, you know, you don't show kids dying, especially babies. Oh, come on, man. You don't show that. That's, that's just too fucked up to show. You don't want to do that. That can really scar people. No. An audio to chop and the baby wails later. The old woman's silhouette sits by a low burning fire. Grinds at her mortar pestle. One can easily assume its contents. Scattered beside her are a messy assortment of earthen jars. Each jar emits a more awful stench than the other. Fires out, illuminated the dimmest traces of moonlight. The old woman has a thick, bloody grease on her hands. She rubs this unguent all over her naked body. Ugh. She rubs the unguent on the wooden hand of a broomstick. 
It foams around her thumb and forefinger. This is disgusting. Barely visible, the naked old woman stands near the hearth. She mounts the broom. She is still. Suddenly her head moves. First a jerk. Then it slows. Her gaze going upward. Her eyes roll to the back of her head and her eyelids flutter in and out of the moonlight. Her face remains unseen. She trembles and collapses to the ground. Breathes heavily, rhythmically. Groaning and groaning, tremoring in the dirt and darkness. She grips the broomstick firmly. Shadowed by confusion and twisted branches, the witch rises away from the camera. Slowly, weirdly, phantom-like, through the thatched smoke hole of a roof. Ascending into the night, toward the moon. Her naked body scrapes against the branches. Clicking, clacking, cracking. She rises. Clickety, clackety, clickety, clackety, clickety, clackety. And that is the opening for this film. Whoo, what a fucking start. Woo. A huge feral looking billy goat with enormous horns and long black hair. You know, on the thumbnail of this video, you see. Bleats and grunts. Bucks wildly. Kicking up muck and mud. The young twins, Jonas and Mercy, chase the goat, waving sticks above their heads, laughing and singing. Black Philip, Black Philip, a crown grows out his head. Black Philip, Black Philip, the nanny queen is wet. Jump to the fence post, running in the stall. Black Philip, Black Philip, king of all. I hate these little bastards so much. Oh my god, the twins are the most annoying characters. I fucking hate them so much. And a bit of a spoiler. If you haven't seen this, please go watch it. But we're gonna read it. You're gonna see it in a bit. They are the reason for almost everything in this film. Fuck them. Everything after, like, the first half, their fault. And of course, this part is very uh, apparent. The hens are clucking madly, flapping about. The nanny goats are crying. Bert, the workhorse, neighs in a small, half, small, half-built horse barn. The long dead tendrils of willow tree hang around Thomason. She wades in a small stream, scrubbing her father's shirt, breaches against some rocks, quietly humming a psalm. Caleb is nearby, filling buckets with water, watching his sister. Thomason's apron and petticoat are tucked into her belt, exposing her bare legs in the water. Caleb watches her legs, her small chest rising up and down at the top of her bodice. Whoa, whoa, come on. Sinner! They have an impure thought, so yes. This is important for Caleb. 
Thompson shivers a bit in the cold water she scrubs. Kayla pulls the wooden bucket, still in the stream, and watches her work. Thompson looks up and catches his gaze. Caleb gasps silently and looks to his chores. Why are you dallying? Caleb keeps his eyes on the bucket. What then? Caleb slows the work again but keeps looking down. What? Thompson splashes water. Splashes him with water. Caleb? Splashes him again. Caleb! Big splash. Caleb looks up, hurt and ashamed. Stop it! I meant no harm in it. Caleb turns to go. Caleb, I meant no harm. What's the matter with thee? Come hither. What's the matter? Caleb goes to Thomas and she takes him in his arms. In her arms. Said his. I apologize. What's the matter? What's the matter with thee? Caleb's eyes well up with tears. Thompson strokes Caleb's hair as he nestles up to her. I've seen no apples since we went from England. Would thou hadst found them. I so wish for one. Thompson mimes biting Caleb's shoulder and makes a growling, gnawing sound. They laugh a little, so Caleb tries not to. Thompson starts humming her psalm, psalm again. Almost rocking Caleb. They stay for a long time and it's instantly incestuous embrace. Oh, ugh. Oh, no, 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 no. Alright, so yeah. He is having impure thoughts about his sister. They don't. That doesn't happen. Alright? We ain't doing that, that fucked up shit new. For once, all is calm. Suddenly, they hear something move in the tall grass and bulrushes. 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 I've never seen that word before. Bulrushes. The cackle and snap of many branches. It sounds very... Like the sound of the witch made when she ascended in the air at the beginning of the film. Caleb guiltily jumps out in Thompson's arms. Hear that? Aye. The flickety clackety sound again. Who's there? Long pause. A child's voice speaks, pretending to be old and scratchy. I be the witch of the wood. Mercy, come out. I be not mercy, I be the witch of the wood. I come to steal ye. Hear me stick a flying through the trees. Clickety clackety, clickety clackety. Mercy! Show thyself. Mercy runs through the bulrushes. Clickety clackety, clickety clackety. Why is it thou, when thou dost a wrong, I am washing. Wash, I am a washing father's clothes like a slave, and thou art playing idle. Mercy comes out of, of holding. Mercy comes out holding a long stick. Wow, I am very stupid today. I apologize. Because mother hates you, spoiled child. I'll tell mother you have left the farm alone. Black Philip saith I can do what I like. Devil take your black Philip. It's your fault I cannot leave the yard. Quiet thee. I can go to the brook before I let the witch take Sam. It was a wolf that stole Sam. A witch! I seen her in the I see her rider cloak about the wood. Father showed me the tracks. It was a witch! Aye, it was a witch, Mercy. You speak alright.
Thomason. It was I. Liar. It was I that stole him. I'm the witch of the wood. Liar! Liar! I am. Thompson smiles and a smile of an older sister who knows her fib is working. And she's not going to stop. Listen not. Listen not to her. Mercy. Hey, Kix, how you doing? We are reading a bunch of bunch of scenes. We're on our third scene. Thomasin is uh, fucking with Mercy right now because Mercy's a fucking little asshole and I hate her so much. <laughs> so she's messing with her, acting like the witch. So she's kind of uh, messing with her. I am that very witch. When I sleep, my spirit slips away from my body and da dances naked with the devil. That's how I signed this book. No! Thompson grows more serious in her play. He bade me bring me unbaptized babe. And I stole Sam. And I gave him to my master. I'll make any man or thing else vanish I like. No. I, I'll vanish thee too if thou displeaseth me. Be quiet. Mercy, she's telling fantasies. This is... I cannot read these fucking... Damn it, they talk so weird. Damn British. Damn. 1600s. <laughs> or perchance... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> There's a reason I'm laughing at the word perchance. <laughs> or perchance... I'll... <laughs> I'm sorry. There's a there's a meme that my friend sent me where it's, it's Mario is cool as fuck. Everyone knows Mario is cool as fuck. And then he randomly said, perchance. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm sorry, that's that's what's making me laugh. Alright, sorry, let's get back to it. Or for or for chance I'll boil bake thee since we are lack of food. Stop! Stop, Thomason! Mercy starts crying. It's not true! Thomason seems very serious now. It is, thou thing! How I crave to sink my teeth into thy pink flesh. I'm not afraid of thee! Make thee afraid before I've done with thee. Mercy starts to run. Thomason runs after her and grabs her arm. Let me go! Let me go! I'm not afraid, for God hath keep kept me, and will keep me still. Ever thou tellest thy mother of this, I will witch thee and thy mother, and Jonas too. Caleb! Mercy cries and runs again. Thompson stops her. She pins Mercy down to the ground. Thompson slaps her face. Stop thy tears and swear thee silence. I swear it. You will not tell father, I mean, you will not tell mother, nor father. I swear. Thompson, let her alone. Mercy gets up. Get away from her, Caleb, or she wish thee. Mercy runs away. Caleb looks at Thomason. Why tell Mercy those horrible fancies? Dost thou hate me too? The wolf stole Sam. I know. She holds back her tears. Leave me be. 
Go tell mother and father my wickedness. Caleb walks toward her. Dost thou hear me? Thomas and I leave. I hate thy pity. I need it not. That's a great scene. Very uh, turning point. Also, I believe that. It, well, not confirmed. I believe it's that fucking stupid bitch Mercy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really hate her. I think it's her fault. Why does she know so much about it? Why she know so much about witch? Why is she talking to Black Philip, the the devil? Why is she talking to him? She knows about it. She's already a fucking witch. Now she's trying to frame her sister. Fucking asshole. Then you want to act all innocent? You're a fucking bitch. I hate you. I don't care if you're a kid. You don't use that excuse. You suck. Ass. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just went off on that that child. <laughs> William is in bed, staring wide-eyed at the wall. The bed curtains are open. Catherine is kneeling on the floor, praying by candlelight. Love, put out the light. Catherine keeps praying. Must sleep tonight, Kate. Catherine finishes her prayer. Prayer? Prayer? I don't. I don't know. Was is it trying to say prayer? I don't know. And gets into bed. William puts his arm around Catherine. Love does remember I love thee. See, I can't. I could never do shit like this. Why are you? F never mind. I could never like um act in a period piece like this. Probably because no black people in the period pieces like this. You know. Probably not at this time. They are, they're probably slaves. Anyway, I could not read words like this. I couldn't write this. This seems like a lot to change. Their whole speaking patterns for this time period. That's a very, um, very interesting thing to do. Very, uh, very... Uh, educational, which is what these uh, episodes of Rescribed are educational. I want to learn and I want to help you guys learn how many people write different great films, such as this one, such as Black Swan, such as Social Network, Easy A, fucking Friends with Benefits that somehow has like 700 views at the moment. I don't know how. I don't know why it's that one. Also, I forgot to mention this. Before I continue on. There was a time. Where I did not know what I wanted the breakfast room to be. I uh, played around with different ideas. I wanted to bring on people. Talk. Just hang out. Ask a few questions. Shoot the shit, really. Then I got the idea. Why don't I just learn to read scripts? Why don't I learn to read and get different perspectives from different writers? Been so many different writers that I've learned from and read and I want to be a writer, so why not bring that to streams? Why not do an episodic series scripted Sunday 
where I read scripts like this every week. Obviously, that didn't really take off. But the idea was there, and the idea was rescribed, and it has been about a year. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know the exact the exact dates that I uh, started rescribed, but I was looking recently, and my first episode of Rescribed Script Sunday was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and that was posted. Around October 26th, I believe, last year. Like, wow. So I would assume a month, uh, probably a month or a few weeks before then that I did. So I'm just going to assume beginning of October that I had the idea to do Rescribed. So, long story short. Enough of my rambling bullshit. This has been a year of Rescribed. That's pretty, pretty fucking cool. This will probably come out more likely to the, to the day. I'm, again, I'm not too sure exactly when, but this is more like the day I decided to do Rescribed and I streamed live on Twitch. Probably around a year ago. I just wanted to talk about that. I meant to talk about it up top, but Nemo distracted me. Fucking asshole. But let's get back into this. She kisses his large farmer's hand. I do. List me, Kate. I fear thou lookest too much upon his reflection. Must bend our thoughts towards God, not ourselves. He hath never taken a child from us. Never a one, Kate. Who might earn that grace? We have been ungrateful of God's love. Catherine embraces her husband and buries her face deep in his chest. Why does he deep? There's no deep. William confirms. William comforts her the best he can. He hath cursed his family. No. He hath taken us into very low condition to humble us, to show us more of his grace. Still in his embrace, Catherine turns away. Did not Christ has led into the wilderness to be ill met by the devil? We ne'er have left the plantain, the plantation. No, I will not make that joke. Kate, we should have never left. He looks at him. That damn church. Is not Heather. What need we? Silver chalices? This stings Catherine. Because he took her silver her father's silver chalice and sold it so they can eat. She doesn't know yet. Till you chided me on a cup. It's not for vanity that I am grieved for it. William looks to the wall again. Stomach sinks. He means to confess. Catherine, I must tell thee. We might have sold it. What? What fool would trade for our corn? List me, Kate. No, listen to me, William. 
Eight. William, our daughter hath begot the sign of her womanhood. Catherine stops. She picks up her voice and calls above. Thomason? Caleb? Are you bad? Mercy? It's silence. Jonas? Still silent. Catherine closes the bed drapes. Caleb and Thomason are awake, sitting around a burning candle. Jonas and Mercy are tucked into their bed, awake too. They all listen intently to every word of their parents' whispers. Old enough, must leave to serve another family. Thomason is stunned. Nay, I must have each other's hands. Each are... This is so fucking weird, I'm sorry. And each are empty stomachs, too. Thompson's face sinks. Caleb wants to look at her, but doesn't. Not her fault. I must tell thee, Kate. I was thine for thinking. I it was thine for taking thy family hither. This is godly land. Godly? Our children are being fostered up like savages. Kate! How oft I beg and beg thee to take Samuel for baptism. There was never... I'd not... They're not baptized outside the congregation. Our Sam is in hell. Go to! Catherine calms herself. God save us. Caleb as well. Him hesitates. Aye. It's also near the age of apprenticeship. 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 Let's keep him still. And Thompson. That corner's trash. We cannot back to that church. We will starve. Peace. You will wake them. Peace. I'll take the horse to the village tomorrow with Thompson. Tildens or wet things. They can make use of her. They're good folk. Kate. Kate. Stop. We will find food. I know it. Caleb looks over at Thomason. She is crying into her pillow. Black. Caleb finds one of the traps. By the large overturned tree. He bends down. Well, Caleb turns to her with a smile. They made a catch. Caleb and Thomason move now with a swifter, more assured pace. The muskrat and other small game hang from the horse's tack. Their spirits are light. Aye, but we did. Nay, we did. No. Had glass windows in England. You have not been hither so long that you can't forget that. As you like, Thomason. Gone mad. We did. Dost thou not remember father laying on the floor and their son? You must. The curious curled shadows upon his back. Nay, you do. 
where the sun would shine would he warm himself wouldn't you though idler remember once he lay upon the table father saw me said we will have him for meat kate kate we will roast this beast he laughs you must remember that i remember that day but no glass well Thomason is very frustrated that Caleb cannot remember and finds herself surprisingly emotional about this window. It was pretty. Suddenly, Fowler starts tracking something. What is it, boy? Caleb and Thomason look ahead. Standing about 50 yards before them, it's the same giant hair from yesterday. Bert is spooked. He knees and clomps around, kicking up dirt and tossing his head oddly. Thompson holds tight to the work saddle. Caleb tries to, to keep his footing. Bert, calm thee. Thompson pats Bert to calm, and Caleb gives her the reins. The hare stays motionless, looking straight at Caleb. Caleb carefully prepares the musket. He takes aim. He shouts. Fowler, thieves! Fence! Fowler, fence! Fowler runs toward the hare, barking loudly. Bert nays again, going rampant, nearly, nearly Nockison, knocking Thomason off. Wow, sorry, this is a lot. Bert, the hare, runs deep into the wood. Fowler follows him and disappears. Fowler! Nay, Fowler! Caleb runs after Fowler. He shouts back to Thomason as he runs. Stand here with Bert. Bert is still acting frantic. Caleb, he's gone mad. I'll straight back. But it's too late. The horse rears and bucks again, knocking Thompson to the ground, gallops off in the opposite direction of Fowler. Thud. Thompson is left unconscious on the forest floor. Trees become more indiscernible from one another. Tall, seemingly identical trunks stand looming in every direction. He stops, panting, he turns around. Thomason? Thomason! Here's nothing. He tries to whistle for Fowler like his father does. It comes out airy and quiet. Fowler! He attempts to whistle again. It doesn't work. Jonas and Mercy are tethered to a long rope tied to the fence so they cannot wander from the farm. Goat bells from the nanny goats have also been tied to them. Caleb! Caleb! Fucking little bastards. The bells clank as they walk. Catherine and William are in distant fields near the woods, searching, calling for their children's names. Light rain starts to fall and plinks to the goat bells. Stops and wakes. Caleb? She stands, uneasy. Looks around. She knows where she is. Near an overturned tree where Caleb set the first trap. How did she get there? Turns back. Caleb? Bert? Nothing. Caleb! She runs on toward home. Caleb holds his musket ready. The trees and underbrush become even more dense and tangled. He prays aloud as he walks. He hears the yelp of the dog. It echoes in the wood. He runs fast after the noise. He cannot see through the mist. He keeps running. Running, he trips and falls. 
In front of him are the bloody remains of Fowler. Still hot, still breathing, his last breaths. Thompson clumsy weaves through the crackling branches. Daylight is waning. She breathes heavily toward trying to run. But she's exhausted. All of a sudden she hears something faint. Voices! They're almost inaudible. Caleb! Thomason! Caleb! She picks up her pace. Caleb trudges through a strange winding path, dense, twisting vines and thorns. He tries to run, but the rain, fog, its spiky terrain slow him down. His stockings get caught on some thorns. He recoils in pain and drops the musket. Tries to disentangle himself, further cutting his fingers and legs. Tries to pick up the musket, but it's caught in the thorns. He pulls and pulls and only makes things worse. His hands bleed. He is crying. The distance, a sweet melody. Woman humming. Turns his head to find where the music is coming from. A few yards in front of him is the hare. The hare jumps away. Caleb follows, leaving the musket in the rain. Thompson comes to the edge of the tree line and sees her father in the last light of dusk. Father? Father! He hears her. Runs toward her. Thomason! They meet, they meet. William picks her up in his arms. Thomason, my girl. He hugs her tight in the rain. He rubs his cheek on hers. William looks at her, into her glassy eyes. Where's thy brother? Caleb emerges from the barbed path to see a faint, warm light. The humming is more distinct. Through the mist and rain, the witch's hovel becomes visible. Pointed structure sits up high, four knotted tree trunks. Matted branches overhang its sagging, moss-grown thatch roof. Upon which there is no chimney, just a hole puffing smoke. The whole thing looks held together by ill-omened weeds, plants and sinister roots that grow all over and through the muddy walls like a plague. A rotting foot ladder leads up to the sliding, slightly open front door. Firelight glows from within. Caleb continues to walk toward the humming. The hair is nowhere to be seen. Tumbles through a large fire pit. Bones strewn about the ground. Rain plinks on a huge iron cauldron. In the corner, in the center of the pit. Just then the door opens wider. Caleb stops short. Out steps a beautiful woman. Twenties. In a red cloak. She smokes a small clay pipe. Caleb steps back. He's soaking wet. Tries to stop Tries his best to stop crying, but to no avail. The woman comes forward. A very dirty but dainty barefoot takes one step down the foot ladder. She leans forward. She reaches her arms out sympathetically towards Caleb. Her face is greasy but stunning. Her filthy bodice is cut quite low. There are a few small moles in her ample breast. 
Caleb sees his hall. He stays still. The rain falls. You horny little bastard. The woman beckons him. Caleb walks toward her. He is drawn toward her. He can't help it. Crouches on a foot ladder. Caleb is now face to face with her. She smiles at Caleb. Some of her teeth are crooked and brown near the gums. Startling. She is beautiful all the same. She strokes Caleb's head and embraces him. Tears still fall from Caleb's eyes. He trembles. He looks to the woman's. Uh, he looks at the woman's face. Looks into her hypnotic amber eyes. He smiles so deeply. She draws Caleb near. She kisses Caleb sensually on the mouth. Pulls him in tighter. Suddenly, her hand, now old and ugly, creeps around and grabs the back of his head like a claw. Pushes his mouth further into hers. Black. Uh, Caleb just spat up an apple from his mouth. So, yeah. They opened his mouth and then an apple. Pushing through, William pulls an F He's He vomits up a small rotting apple. Thompson shudders. William and Catherine pull away in terror. Caleb subsides. The family watches the apple fall to the floor. Catherine looks at William. William? Away from this! He is witched! No! Pause. Jonas points at Thompson. Tis she! No! William and Catherine turn to Jonas. What horrible fancy is this? She told me she stole Sam! Silence! Go back to the yard! He gave them to the devil in the wood. They lie. Fucking assholes. I hate these damn kids so much. What say you? He means the devil in the wood. She turned Flora's milk into blood. That bait us to keep secret from you. Thou but a jest to quiet her, right? Twins run to their parents. She made bargain with Satan. She signed his book. Silence. Thompson goes toward them. Don't let her near me. She'll, per she'll place a curse on me. Father. Mother. They conspire against me. Thompson is a witch. William stands. Nay, I'll not hear it. She is. William pushes the children away from him. I'll have proof of it. Or heaven help thee. On thy knees. Stop it, William. The children kneel. Look me in the eye, daughter. Dost thou love the word of God? Yes. Love you the Bible? Love you prayer? Yes, yes. We are children of sin all. Yet, I tell thee, I've raised up no witch in this house. Let us pray, and then we need fear nothing. We shall never lie open to the wicked one. Pray for thy brother. You must believe us. Fuck you. Evil wretches. Thomason starts off. Starts after the twins. Thomason! Pray. The twins stand there frozen. Pray, our father which art thou in heaven. The twins stay still. They stare at Caleb's body, mouth, and bedclothes. 
bloody mouth by clothes. Jonas, pray. I, I cannot remember my prayer. What? Nor I. I cannot. Stop this nonsense. Speak, children. Our Father, which art thou in heaven, allowed, hallowed. Halloween. The twins look as if they're in pain. Mercy's eyes fill with tears. Pray! Pray, you beast! Thomason, stop! Come now. Pray! I cannot. I cannot. Fucking assholes just fucking with the... Thomason pushes Mercy to the floor. Get on thy knees and pray! Mercy shrieks in pain. Damnation! Thomason, stop! I cannot hear this. This is not so. On my life and soul. Let us pray, sister. I crave thee. Thomason, they speak true. Let us pray, Thomason. Suddenly, Caleb starts to scream. Jonas and Mercy start to scream the same way. A toad, a cat, a crow, a raven, a great black dog, a wolf. Stop this. Stop. Jonas and Mercy start acting like animals. Bleathing, calling in a horrifying manner. They do not seem like children. She desires of my blood. She sin sends them upon me. They feed upon her teats. Her nether parts. She sends them upon me. Jonas and Mercy screaming in pain. Doing all the same actions as Caleb. Here we go. Now we're in this. Oh, it's right, just right. Oh. There you go. Mm. Go to the mercy screen pain doing all the same after Caleb. Oh, I fucking hate these stupid ass twins so much. Why are they doing this? Why are you being such fucking pricks? Just fucking with them like this. This is a lot of fucking pricks. I'm not reading all this. So yeah. Joseph Mercy silently mouth the words he said. A tremor on the floor near him. Spread over me the lap of thy love. Wash me in the ever-flowing fountains of thy blood. Holy mm -hmm. thine I am. My sweet kid is great. He was fantastic. My lord, my love, kiss me with the kisses of thy mouth. What is he, like, 11, 10? fucking greatness. Thy embrace. I, I assume this was his first role, too. Salvation, take me take to me thy, to thy lap. lap. <laughs> Caleb collapses completely limp. <sighs> I love thee, Jesus. I love thee. Mercy, I am thy Lord. The chest movement. Okay, this is not in it. Okay. Still trying to process what they've just seen. Thompson looks at her brother. Yeah, Caleb's fucking dead here. Caleb. Caleb. 
runs to his body and embraces it. Catherine grabs him too. Caleb. Catherine tries to rouse Caleb. Thompson turns to the twins. Jonas Mercy, get up. Get up. Oh, she's gonna say it in a minute. Right here. That was fucking great. These kids that piss me off. Look at these fucking assholes. Thompson yanks them up. They fall to the ground, silent, but breathing. He looks back at the brother. He's not moving, not breathing. Ooh, what a scene, see? That was even horror, really. But that is haunting. Very creepy possession. Yeah, you see a little bit of uh, why this is a great horror film. Why I like to watch it almost every uh, Halloween season. I have a few others that I will I want to watch, and um, two that I have planned for rescribed. So, to if you don't know what exactly is happening at the moment, following that, Caleb's death. William suspects all three of them of being witched. So he locks them all in a barn. Because he doesn't know who's the actual witch. I believe so fucking kids. I hate them. <laughs> they just made everything so much worse. Annoying little bastards. So they're locked up in the barn. He locks them up for the night. In the morning he's going to. Pray and get some help. Find out what's going on. So now, in the goat shed, Mercy and Jonas see something in the shed, crawling around with them. They're squeezing each other's arms in fear. Jonas lets out a whimper. Flora? Flora? Oh, is there something near the nanny goats? Girl? They move ever so slightly closer. They go closer. There's something on the floor moving around rhythmically. The bony spine of some pale beast is rocking back and forth. Flora? Mercy leans forward. It's the hunchback of the old witch. She is sucking on the goat's teeth. Jonas and Mercy scream. The witch turns around. Her bloody jaws flash for a moment in the scraps of the moonlight. Within the shed, she reaches her bloody talons towards him. The children keep screaming, back it away. Thompson wakes up and shrieks. The sound of Jonas and Mercy's goat bells clank and clatter over their screams. Again, you can't show children dying, so. And at the same time, Catherine is hallucinating. He saw Caleb holding Sam. He said, hey, you should join us. Find a book. Become a witch. I've even brought back Sam for you. Here, he's hungry. Let him suck on your on your teeth. And get breastfed. Catherine sits in a dark farmhouse. Breastfeeding a large black raven. The raven flaps its wings. It's just picking at her. Ugh. Disgusting. Now William's eyes open wearily. The banging is coming from the side of the house. Each bang, the house shakes and wood cracks. Bits of clay crumble off the walls. William hears Black Philip 
bleeding loudly. Leaves the bag, throws on his breeches and boots. Catherine sits up and follows him with her eyes, not leaving her bed. Blood, so blood soaks her shift around her nipple. Ugh. William leaves the house. It goes into the misty farmyard. Black Philip is bucking the side of the farmhouse with his horns. Fatboard splinter off. He bleats and grunts, kicking up dirt. William yells and chews him away. Back! Back! Actually, this this is not in the film. This part is not in the film. What happens is, he goes out, he walks out the door, he sees the shed destroyed, and Thomason just laying there with blood on her hands. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't look. He doesn't see the goat at all. He doesn't see Black Phillip. And about here is where we go. Two nanny goats lay dead. Her utter, their utter is bleeding. Jonas and Mercy are gone. Thompson lies awake, shuddering at the fetal position, splashed in blood. Black Philip stands there. He bleats again, steam coming from his mouth and nostrils. Nope, he does not see Black Philip at all. Does not see him at all. So Bucks, Bucks William knocks him to the ground, taking the wind at him, then runs across his legs. That does not happen. All that happens is the goat comes out of nowhere, hits him in the stomach, and impales him with the horns. He pushes him back. White misses the goat. Oh, he has the he already has the axe. He doesn't have the axe in the movie. In the movie, after he gets hit with the um by the goat, and he's bleeding already, he picks up the axe and says, "Fuck it, there's no point." And then um, drops it. He gets knocked again into the logs, and basically here. The goat screams and rams William into this huge stack of firewood. Black Phillip's horns run through William's stomach, one out his back. Upon the impact, the logs teether. The avalanche of logs tumble down upon William. Black Phillip runs off. Also, the goat stands up on its hind legs. It doesn't say it in the script. Okay. William struggles under the huge pile of wood. Blood pours from his mouth, his abdomen, and his head. He moves no more. Thomason walks ghost-like toward her dead father. She kneels down next to him. She reaches her hand out to touch his face. What hast thou done? Catherine grabs Thomason's hair and yanks her to her feet. Thompson shrieks. She scrambles away from Catherine. Catherine looks at William's corpse in the destroyed goat shed. Thompson stained with blood. Catherine's face is empty. Where are they? I know not what I saw. Where are they? I did nothing. 
She came from the sky. She. Devil! You have their blood upon their hands. Catherine is half laughing, half crying. It is you. It is you. Thompson runs rapidly toward the side of the house. Catherine follows her. Thompson stumbles over a basket of corn. She braces herself against the side of the house. I am your daughter. The devil is in thee and hath had thee. You are smeared and of sin. You reek of evil. You have made a covenant with death. Mother! You bewitch thy brother, proud slut. Stop it, mother. Did you not think that I saw thy sluttish looks toward him, bewitching his eyes as any whore? What say you to me and thy father next? Mother! You took them from me. They are gone. No, you killed my children. Catherine has Thompson pressed right up against the clapboards. No. Thompson pushes her mother back. Catherine slaps her in the face. You killed thy father. Catherine slaps and hits her. Thompson is floored down to the bench by the door. Let go. Stop. Stop. I love you. Please, mother. I love you. Witch. Witch! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Thompson is struggling to get Catherine off her, but she can't. Catherine's using all her force. Thompson reaches behind her for something, anything. The first thing that reaches her blind fingers is a rusty bill hook. Thompson unknowingly takes it up. She swings and slashes her mother in the head. Catherine gives a stunned look and blood Gushers from her wound. Thomason is in shock at what she's done. Forgive me. Forgive me. Mother. Mother. Thompson takes a step forward. But Catherine starts to strangle Thomason. Okay, they don't. Thomason's on the ground. But yeah. She squeezes her hands tight around the daughter's neck. Turning red. Trying to scream. Thompson tries to get her mother off her. She can't. Catherine keeps strangling her. Thompson in turn hacks at her mother with the bill hook again her eyes close she hacks again and again until she can get away she doesn't get away she literally holds her mother in her arms thompson escapes from her mother's clutches catherine collapses on thompson thompson lies there with her mother's heavy body on her pause thompson is shaking uncontrollably breathing fast adrenaline still coursing through her body the bill hook drops out of her hand. Tries to move Catherine's head, but it falls limp. Catherine is dead. Thompson lets out a quiet, deeply mournful cry. She hugs her mother's corpse tightly. Mother's a bitch. A Rooney Dooney. And then slowly, slowly. The hug releases and Thompson's face begins to fall numb. Still trembling on her back, Thompson crawls awkwardly out from under Catherine, pushing her mother off her. Thompson gets up and walks slowly, not looking at the bodies. She walks around the farmyard like a ghost. She looks at the old oak tree out to Caleb's grave. She is alone. Entering the house, Thompson takes off her bloody bodice and skirt and leaves them on the floor. She takes a blanket from her parents' bed and drapes it over her shoulders. 
Covering her bloody shift. She sits at the table. She puts her head on the table. Empty. She closes her eyes. Black. Thompson wakes in the same position. All is dark in the house. The wind blows as the door open and shuts. Open and shuts. Open. Thompson turns toward the door. The blanket falls to the floor. The door beckons her. Thompson holds a lit ta taper and walks barefoot out to the night, wearing only her shift. Black Phillip stands before her, breath from his nostrils, catches the moonlight. Wind blow. Black Phillip walks into the shambles of the ghost shed. Black Phillip is not there, it's just... Thompson holds up the holds the candle up to see Black Phillip's face. It stays on Thompson. We never see Black Phillip's face. Black Phillip, I conjure thee to speak. Because thou dost speak to Jonas and Mercy. Dost thou understand my English tongue? Nothing. Answer me. Nothing. Thompson is truly alone. She turns her head, takes a step away, but just then, a deep, resonant voice, quiet, calm, and cold, replies, What dost thou want? Thompson turns back, or turns back, astonished. What canst thou give? Would thou, wouldst thou like to taste of butter? A pretty dress. Wouldst thou like to live deliciously? Yes. Wouldst thou like to see the world? What will you from me? Dost thou see a book before thee? Black, Black Phillips hooves step around. Massive red leather book, centuries old. As black. F All right, again, you don't see that. You see an actual hand, barely. And Thompson looks up from the ground, back to Black Phillip's face. I remove thy shift. Thompson hesitates. She pulls a thin string on her shift, awkwardly and childlike. She closes her eyes. She thinks she's ready. She gives in and it falls off her body. Thomason hears the spurs jangle around her. I cannot write my name. I will guide thy hand. Behind her crosses Black Philip, now a beautiful bearded man with dark complexion. Pretty sure he was white in the movie, but eh. Only glimpses of his face and gleams from his gold buttons and silk trimmings are seen. His large, richly embroidered black leather gauntlets take her slender white shoulders. Shiny locks of stable hair, cockerel, fathers. 
and black lace slowly shroud Thompson's face. Black. That is not it. She does not ride on the back of Black Phillip. Just walks into the woods. Clickety clackety broomsticks flying through trees above their heads is heard. Thompson emerges from the path. She sees a freakish sight. Half visible in the darkness, still far from Thompson, are a dozen women. Old women. Women in their middle years, young women, all grotesque. Some humpbacks and cripples. All appear misshapen and distorted by the night. All of them are filthy and nude. Or in strange patches and shreds of clothing. They hold broomsticks, poles, distaffs, and pitchforks. Witches dance, gyrating, shaking, quivering, in a trance-like revere. Round a cauldron and a fire in front of the witch's hovel. Depraved, some subhuman, bestial. Thomason walks closer to the circle. Black Philip is not there, by the way. When the coven of witches sees them, they shriek and cackle with delight. Their faces contort from their laughter. They welcome Thomason with their eyes. You don't see them at all. You don't see any of the witches. You just see them from a distance. She walks up to them. Smiles. She joins the circle, laughing a little too. Blushing, then laughs more and more. With every growing moment, her sorrows melt away. Very slowly, as this laughter increases, the, witch begin, the witches begin to levitate around the fire, rising on their brooms and poles. Then Thomason and Black Philip rise too, slowly going higher and higher. Thomason keeps laughing, ever increasing in pleasure and freedom. Tears roll down her cheeks as she laughs, pure ecstasy. They raise higher. Black. The end. Woo, that was a good one. That was The Witch. I hope you guys enjoyed. Hope that was uh, entertaining and educational for you. This is a great film from A24, one of their earlier films. I absolutely love it. Uh, I Tell Joy is incredible in this film. I highly recommend you go watch it. Yeah, Caleb was a well. Um, I really enjoyed I love this movie. I don't believe it won any awards. It wasn't even nominated, I don't think. Let me take a gander, you know. The Witch! An incredible film. I absolutely loved it. Let's take a look. Ralph Ineson. Absolutely love him. What else is he in? The Green Knight. Yes, yes. Yeah, I knew that. That was great. Oh, he's in. The... I'm not going to say that because that's a newer one and I'm not promoting that. Yes, he's in The Northman. Fucking phenomenal. Still upset. The Northman was only in theaters for like a week before he got taken out by goddamn Doctor Strange. God damn it, I wanted to see it again. It was fucking great. Peaky Blinders. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. He is a phenomenal, phenomenal actor. 
Absolutely love him. I love seeing this. Let me look up. Let me look up Caleb. Harvey's Scrimshaw. Have you been in anything else since? A few things. Um, uh, just a few. On and off. He was in a, sh a TV miniseries last year. I hope he's doing well. He was great. I really enjoyed him. But I'm going to head out. Hope you enjoyed. I hope you got a little creeped out. You learned a little something. You felt a little something. Because that was The Witch in 24. It was in theaters. I saw it. I had a very good time. I would proudly talk about A24 because they actually listen to writers and actors. And they are agreeing to their terms. Fantastic terms. And I hope for more. Again, the SAG after strike is still going on. Please support them if you can. And hopefully it gets resolved very soon. <laughs> Might get resolved as quickly as... Damn it, the time it doesn't work out. I thought it would happen right now. No, it wouldn't. No, actually, I believe... Talks resume Monday. Seeing this after, hopefully talks have settled. We're good. Everybody gets what they want. We're not doing that stupid ass AI bullshit. But hey, I'm going to head out. Enjoy yourselves. I'm going to watch some horror films. But for now, I'm out. I'll see you guys when I see you. Peace.